Alright guys and girls, episode 3 on tap today. Sniper here with you as always, rejoined by our guy Magic Mike. Mike, how you doing? Nice to nice to have back on again. Good, good. How you guys doing? We, I am always good and I'll let our special guest for this episode answer in a second. I mean, if you guys see me on many podcasts, Fight IQ, bunch of stuff, and if just in the MMA space in general, you know Sun Tzu, our guy Joe. Joe, thanks for hopping on. How are you doing? You had a good night last night? 49% Derek Minner. What does that tell you? Uh, we're going to get there. In draft we're picks. Uh, I had 60% Batista because I, I I saw Benito Lopez look like the Pillsbury Doughboy on the scales after being off for three and a half years. So that did not surprise me, and I got that right. My read on that fight was to- was great. But I had Derek Minner as my most popular underdog. I, I played 100 lineups. And I had him in forty nine percent of them, so I was quite pissed. All right, before I'm I'm gonna go nuclear in a second, but before that, if you guys are watching or listening to this, make sure and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, all that stuff. It is the Shadow Realm. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, Sniper MMA. Hit the like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. I'm gonna talk all things MMA, not just DraftKings, which is what a few of us specialized in. Uh, I'm gonna mention Jake Paul again. Latest episode, so a bunch of good stuff there. It's just a kind of fun Sunday night combat sports show. But we are going to start with Derek Minner. I'm not I'm skipping the main event. I, I should be able to victory lap today. I called Lemos via KO, and I was only off by round two by a minute or so. I should be victory lapping, and I'll probably get to that in a minute. But instead, right before we started recording, we all got the ESPN alert that the Minner, Minner I can't even say, I still can't say his last name. Somebody help me. I'm no help here. Minners of whoever. The Minner fight. Okay, and and, and Shalian. Hmm, sorry. I, I'm too mad. I'm still mad. So that fight is under official investigation for suspicious activity, which we all knew on fight day. I've never seen a line move $2 in a couple hours from minus 220 to over minus 400 um, in terms of the, the odds of Minner's opponent, and the rumor was Minner was injured. Well, clearly he was, because the first exchange is he goes down holding his knee. There really wasn't anything in it. Dominic Cruz saying, ah, you know, that was causing the fight. Bullshit, Dominic. I'm like, we're all going to call bullshit. Just, just, just stop it. Just absolutely stop it. You saw Minner's face when he was getting into the cage. Like, it, it, it wasn't right. James Krause, so and and okay, before I get to Krause, on October 19th it was, the UFC sent out a memo. This is really like they just sent out a memo saying, hey, fighters and their teams can't bet on coaches. I don't know if you've seen this screenshot. James Krause was asked about this in his Discord, which I used to be in and I left because it wasn't very valuable to me. Um, and he was like, No, doesn't affect me. I'm not an active UFC fighter anymore. I'm sitting there, I'm like, did you read the fucking memo? That's not what it says. There's a screenshot of him saying this. I'm like, okay, that's that's a little concerning. And you got this situation. So I have, there's a few things wrong with it. First of all, um, this is not the first time it's happened in the UFC. It's probably bigger because it's happened um, on U.S. soil. I think had some more, eyeball, some more eyeballs on it and more money involved. Uh, Taehun Bang... You know, I think he went to prison for for the fight for his fight being fixed. Um, like 
that was the whole, and it was, you know, he was through the through the fight for I think it was like a hundred, couple hundred thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars. Some was that payment. But this is what's interesting about this is you don't also want to just say, hey, the fix was in. Somebody probably just knew something. But if James Krause is tipping people, hey, this guy's injured. Like the problem is James Krause is the coach. Whomever you know, inside information gets out all the time. You see line movements. Joe and I were at the I don't remember which MSG card. They're all kind of blurred blurred together, Mike. Were you at Lewis and um and yes. AC? Yeah, that's the one I was at. Do you remember the line moved towards Lewis? And we're like, what's going on? And we found out after the fact that there that Daniel Cormier threw his back out like an old man that morning. You go, oh shit. Well that kind of explains that. And I even with a bad back, Cormier's better than Lewis. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But stuff happens like that. My problems here are James Krause is a known better. It's his fighter. Let me tell you something about James have, Krause, though. He put a bull, he put a bullseye on himself. Like right, when he, went, when he went on Ariel Hawani and said, "I make more money from betting on fights than anything else I currently have going on right now." That's like owning the gym, being a coach, his other yeah. side businesses. I mean, first of all, that's an idiotic statement to make on on a widely watched program. Like, to say that you make more money gambling. I mean, you know, you keep it quiet. I mean, you know, look, one of my favorite shows that I listen to on a weekly basis, I kind of stumbled across it. Um, Santino DeFranco, Fight Ready. Um, you know, he, this week, unfortunately, was his last pod. You know, he, he did a pod with a guy named Brandon, who was a kind of a part-time fighter. And uh, they have a Discord, and kind of similar to what Krause is doing. Right. And, uh, you know, DeFranco is active, just like James Krause is. And I love always love to get the perspective of, you know, someone who knows the fighter as a manager. Um, now he's gone. They did their last podcast. I guess they're keeping the discord open. But like Krause is still doing his show, you know, even after that memo that came out. Um, and like I said, he put a bullseye on himself. You know, now I do. I believe that Krause actually had anything nefarious here. I mean, I'm sure he knew he was hurt. I'm sure he knew Minner was hurt. Big line. Well, the rumor is had to he, have known it. he sent messages in Discord. That Those screenshots I haven't seen, but that's kind of what's going around. And even if that part is not true, let's, let's say, like, I, clearly information got out and people profited from it. And depending how it got out, that's an issue. The the I want to light up James Krause for another reason. That is your fighter. Why the is he getting in the cage with with you know he clearly cannot defend himself and yeah you're gonna you're gonna say money that now if you're gonna tell me the excuses well that you know he so he can get his 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 show money all right i i guess so i guess these guys derek make Minner, no money sean derek I mean, minner's derek minner's show money is very little but then the problem is going to become all right then the logical step is going to be the show money Hmm, maybe we roll that into let's bet on the finish of my opponent since I can't walk. Like that's a really it's not a big leap I'm making. It's a really small walk across bridge of well, that's probably why that that this is happening. It just and aside from that, we just had TJ Dillashaw do some something similar. What the fuck are these commissions doing? Like what are we what are we doing? Hey, are you good? Good, uh, good to uh, fight? That guy might try and punch you. Yes. Okay, you're good. Okay, I'll see you later. And that's it. There's no. What the? What are we doing? 
It's, it's such a bad look. Such a bad look. Mike, your thoughts on the whole Yeah, thing? the uh, the whole Minner situation. I mean, I, I'm not putting it on him because if he has a torn ACL, which some people are saying it is, he's out for almost probably two years by the time he gets another fight. And he's he's not young, so you don't know how long he's out. So this could have been his last paycheck with the UFC. Um, so I'm not going to fault him for going in there and, you know, throwing a couple kicks in a minute and getting his payday and calling it a, a career possibly. Um, so I'm not going to hold that against him. The whole Kraus thing, I mean, even if he's not saying that the fighter's injured, he's giving out bets every week. And if you're in that discord, Kraus is talking about his own fighters. I'm sure he's not going to go out there and tout Minner to that discord. I'm not in, I was in the free discord. I know there's a one that you have to pay to subscribe to. I was never in that one. Um, but I'm sure, sure he had to have been hinting that you shouldn't be placing a bet on this guy because there's no other, the information got out to a lot of people. Um, and now with sports betting legal in, in the U S people have names. So that these books are going to know who placed these bets. So if, when we may see, you know, I don't think Kraus is the one placing bets, but maybe other fighters in the gym now. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what the comes out. Apparently, a lot of people in in in, in the gym and this and even the state knew. Um, it's just and it's UFC. We're, we're trying to grow, and I think we've gotten you know, getting there. But it's it 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 reminded me of boxing. Like this is what God. It's it felt like something boxing related, and just made it made my stomach turn a little bit. Aside from how much minor exposure I had, and thankfully I didn't. I didn't um, bet Minner straight. I only bet Daniel Rodriguez, so I felt super good about that anyway. Um, but thankfully, I didn't go all for two like that. The whole thing is just—it's just a shit show. And 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 if there is nefarious stuff going on, a two-dollar line movement, like everybody just just ship them off to, to whatever Singaporean prison. People who've done this in the past have been in because I, I I got no patience for it. Well, did, did you read the type of bets that were coming in too? Were on on first round finish. Were was were on the under, I mean, you know, like they weren't just making straight bets, and the betting didn't diminish as the line went up. People kept, you know, tagging it. Well, you, you okay? So I needed to look this up while you guys were talking. Derek Minner's show money was forty eight thousand. Okay, now you're right. That's not a lot of money in the grand scheme of things. But if to Mike's point, he's not going to work again for a while. I'm sure that meant a lot. Of, that's that's pretty significant, right? Plus, Tell you got five thousand and four thousand dollars on the under. What is what is twenty four thousand dollars on on his opponent via first round stoppage? Oh, I'm sure like, that would that would have been pretty good. I mean, again, f- assuming you could get one, you probably have to spread that money around because you know not, there's not going to be one buck that's going to take that. But it was just luck. I I, I want to give James Krause the benefit of the doubt, and I will say that on this on the Santo DeFranco podcast, he will not talk about his own fighters. Yeah. On the James, but James Krause has been silent, radio silent, which to me speaks volumes. Well, you know, but his and Minna's manager said that uh, he, he was hurt. He had a knee injury. I mean, you know, and look, let, let's go back to Dillashaw for a minute because, again, I'm, I'm just really lucky in being heavy on the side, both with betting and DFS, of these fighters who – you know, either get or either hurt going into the fight or get hurt in the fight, like AKA Calvin Cater. I was pretty heavy on Calvin Cater. 
But, you know, Dillashaw was the darling underdog play. And because it was a pay-per-view, um, you know, there was probably more money bet on that fight. But, like, I, I thought there was a quote by Cub Swanson saying that in training, like, Dillashaw couldn't even lift his arm up over his head. Like, you know, yes, so, yes, yeah, I, I mean, that is hard. That is harsh, right? Like, have I, if I had heard that, there's no way I would have played, played Dillashaw. No way. I mean, you know, not against a guy like Aljamain Sterling. So I don't know. No. I mean, this this whole thing is, you know, it, I'm really curious to see what happens, um, you know, what comes of this. But, you know, like James Krause put a target on his own back, you know, by saying what he said on Ariel Awani's show. And I guess we'll see what the investigation yields. All right. We spent enough time on this on this shit show let's 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 let me victory lap for a little bit amanda lemo should be a knockout guys got that one right everywhere i i, I went around um good for you look, the only underdog yeah. that won yesterday yeah <laughs> I, i'm not gonna go crazy on the, on the break I, I i guess the point for this podcast for that fight what do we think of the stoppage i i my thought is a little early but not not some of this craziness i've been seeing like Fine. It was a fine stoppage, a touch on the early side, but nothing I'm going to throw my hands up about. Um, Mike, thoughts? So I think with where this fight was in the division, so this is basically a title contender fight or possible. Um, and it was competitive. It was 1-1, one, one, you know, close fight. It was only about five or six shots, I think, that landed clean. And Rodriguez wasn't dropped. I'd like to have seen them let it play out. You know, maybe another 10 seconds. If she's still not defending, let it go. But like we've seen in these men's fights, like Charles Oliveira gets knocked down every fight, gets swarmed on top and comes back to win. You, Especially at these higher ranks, you got to let these guys at least kind of go out on their shield. Um, give them a chance because Rodriguez now, she's probably looking two years before she's even in another chance at a title contention. So I don't know. It sets her career back two years it's not like nfl where oh there's a bad call um we'll, we'll play again next sunday like this is a long a big part of her career is going to be working back to where she was before that fight and i think every t- ever since sean the, you muted. oh I'm, i don't think oh, yeah I, I was gonna say ever since the um you know the val priscilla catch a beating fight you know which everybody agrees you know, the raffle out to go on too long. It seems like, you know, they pull the trigger really quick in, in female fights. I can't recall a recent female fight that they let go too long. Um, you know, and again, maybe, I mean, and I watch, I don't want, I really don't watch much outside of UFC. I used to watch a lot of Invicta when it was on Fight Pass, um, you know, but I can't recall a, a, in recent memory a female fight that they actually let go on too long like joanna john jay check jj used to pound the crap out of some of her fighters i mean you know like the, the number of significant strikes she would land and you know i think she changed jessica penny's face <laughs> um and and you know just beat her up i don't i haven't seen that in a while so maybe they're just being overly protective of females which i agree is a double standard if you're going to let the male fights go on you know give them a chance but, to but come back maybe we're letting the, the male fight are we letting the male fights go on too long? I think they're somewhere in 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 the middle. I was talking to Dan Tom on a different podcast about normalizing more of the standing stoppages, and the second to me, 
I, I do I, let me reiterate, I do think it was a little early, but the second that like Marina kind of her arms go stiff and she kind of turns away, the second you you're turning away and you're not facing anymore, to me, I get why Herzog instinctively jumped in. Like I I, I totally that's kind of for me, as soon as somebody turns, that's it. That now now we're done. I, I sometimes I think some of the men's fights go a little bit too long. And it's this okay, I know they're warriors, I know it's a sport I love, yeah, I want to see all that stuff. But now I got guys like Tony Ferguson floating around, and I feel bad. Like, what, what do you guys want? You you, you got to pick one. No, I kind I, I kind of think that's that's the other side of the coin. Um, Grant Dawson looked really well. He uh, really good. He he out grappled an Olympic wrestler, which I know different styles of wrestling, all that stuff. But I don't know his. his that looked really good to me. Like Dawson's, I think he's kind of the dark horse in that division. Uh, thoughts, Joe? Yeah, I mean, look, there was a ten-year age gap. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you I didn't have shares of Marco Batson in and DFS. I mean, this was a card that was screaming for you know an underdog or two, and you know everybody was on Derek Minner, so I thought maybe I would get some leverage by having a few shares of of uh, Matson. Of course, obviously Ramona Pasquale didn't work out too well for me. Um, but yeah, it was, it was pretty easy. I mean, um, you know, Santino DeFranco, again, another reason I kind of like, like listening to his podcast, he said Matson's like the strongest guy that he's ever, you know, that he's ever coached, you know, physically strong. Um, and look, the clock was obviously ticking, you know, him being, you know, what, 38. I mean, you know, like legitimately he has to know in the back of his head that a loss to Grant Dawson and Grant Dawson's a good fighter. Um, you know, is going to, you know, pretty much knock him totally out of contention if he was ever there to begin with. Um, so, yeah, it was very impressive by Grant Dawson. It was a very impressive fight. Um, you know, I always like Grant Dawson. You know, here's a, here's a guy who left James Krause to go train at ATT. Um, and obviously, you know, he seems like he's made some improvements. And, you know, he will see him. We'll see him when he will see him next up when he fights someone you know, a little bit closer to his own age, maybe someone in the top 15, top 10, and we'll see what he can do. I mean, in the past, he's gassed. Um, you know, we've seen him gas. You know, we've seen the fight that he put up against uh, Leonardo Santos. Um, but that was a very impressive fight, you know, relying on his wrestling. A lot of people thought that this would be a stand-up affair, two wrestlers, you know, kind of going at it. But, like, to your point, Sean, different types of wrestling, you know, and his strategy was really good. Um, so yeah, I was impressed with the performance. Yeah. I think like you said, um, I'm excited for him to face someone in the top 15. I think he called out Tony Ferguson though. So won't be much younger, uh, if that fight happens, but he looked good. He looked aggressive, which I was hoping he wouldn't be tentative to wrestle because he's best when he's moving forward and going for takedowns. Uh, I didn't love his body wedge on some of the shots he ate. He never looked rocked, but it just, Something looked a little off. I don't know if that weight cut was tough because he did miss weight. Um, but I don't know. I'm excited for him moving forward. And if he does get a Tony Ferguson fight, I'm not really excited for that because we've seen if guys can get Ferguson down, he's really struggling to get up. So I, I don't want that fight to happen. Seems like it's a money fight, right? Like the, yeah. these guys, more and more, they're calling out money fights. You know, like, hey, well, I want a money fight. And obviously there's always a lot of eyes on Tony Ferguson and – you know, he probably says, look, at this stage of my career, he's really not much of much competition for me. And I could make some money and, and add Tony Ferguson's name 
you know, as a notch, you know, and kind of move on from there. But you're right. It, it, you know, beating, you know, the ghost of Tony Ferguson really doesn't do much for Grant Dawson's career. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of old people fighting, anyone for Frankie Edgar next week? Nah, well, before Frankie Edgar, I gotta we we will get there, and I'm gonna I just want to give a beat of pause here so I can timestamp this really appropriately. Colby Covington's butt. All right, guys, let's discuss because I have to bring it up with Joe here. Pollyanna Vienna on Twitter just roasted Colby Covington. Um. You did see this, right, Joe? No. I make, oh, no. Oh, I get to tell Joe. Uh, Polly Vienna basically put out a tweet. Colby asked me to put my finger in his butt. I didn't want to. He got really mad. I didn't even know they went out. Well, this is the thing is Colby Covington, they basically hooked up. You know, uh, Colby on a podcast said, yeah, they were spending time together. Hooked up. He got to work on his bedroom cardio. You know, nothing but respect for the girl and, you know, their, their, their friends and had some fun and that was it. All perfectly fine. I mean, it's all perfect. And this, even this, not into it, but perfectly fine, but it's just out of left field. She, we, I thought we were kind of over this whole Colby Pollyanna thing. And she gets this crazy knockout, which, by the way, good for her picture to win. Wow, that. not not thinking, not what I thought was going to happen. I was thinking submission, but sure, let's do that. Let's 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 cold cock Jen Jen Ufray in the first. I didn't realize that she was borderline hot. I must have forgotten, you know, that Polly. I mean, she looked good without makeup. I mean, you know, like. You go on, you go on Twitter. I see this tweet and I go, oh, that's got to be a troll because she doesn't have a check mark. Her name is spelled differently. Her profile picture doesn't look exactly like her. I'm like, oh, that's just a troll account. And I start seeing it more and more. And I'm like, and it starts getting like, no, no, this this is Pollyanna Vienna's account. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. So, Joe. What are your thoughts on Colby Covington's, you know? Well, I mean, you know, is he adventureless or is he adventurous or is he borderline bisexual or, you know, what is? No, it doesn't make you. I mean, I, I know, I've, I know, it's not anything I've ever asked for, but like, uh, I don't know, man. It just, uh, it seems like an odd request. It really does. Aside from liking, we get away from all that stuff. It's just, well, I guess now we had, we had, we had our, our brief and what a fun with it. I'll ask you guys seriously. What is is probably I'm just looking for eyeballs, like attention. You think she's actually mad? I guess I'll go with Mike because you actually read the, uh, the, the the tweet. Like, what do you what do you think was behind that? Just kind of it was out of, out of left field. I think she was just putting it out there, get a, get a little pre pre fight hype behind her name, exactly. and uh, she it was after. Oh well, I think she should have hype after that knockout. But uh, to Joe's point, she she is very good looking and. Uh, Whatever Colby's into, let him be into. He's a weird character, but uh, that, I don't know. I don't know what else to think about that. We cover all topics here. <laughs> all, all, all topics. I, I don't want to talk just uh, fight recap. So, Joe, we kind of at the end. Oh, you know what? I'll leave Magdi and Rodriguez. I'm going to leave that off as a specific. Um, before we go on to our miscellaneous topics, anything, you know, or, or the other topics. You have any miscellaneous thoughts for um, Vegas 64 wrap up? Really, it's kind of a straightforward card. I think it was fun. Plenty of finishes. Miranda Maverick. I want to see her fight somebody decent. Jake Hadley's a decent prospect. Um, I don't know about Tamir Svidal. Let me see her fight somebody real. 
I'm glad the Ramona Pasquale experiment is over. Um, not much interest there. Otherwise, I mean, nothing, you know, Nate, Nate Mays was huge. It weighed 170 in the cage. I think I saw like, three high I think, four, I five, think that was five. a troll. He, he, was it? He I don't think they would, it, think they would allow you to put on that much weight. How much would like I saw that somebody could have been in troll. Whatever it was, regardless, he was fucking enormous. Not not with an yeah. I, not with IVs anyway. I mean, I don't know how you could was, without he, using he, IVs. He was big. That's why when I scrolled and I saw one seventy, I was like, I guess, I guess I get it. He he but, looked. I don't want to make the reference, but you know what he looked like, Sean, in that photo. Like uh, I don't want to make the reference because I I I I don't want to I don't want to get tripped up. Um, but like you know what he, what I thought of when I saw that photo. I'm not I'm not going there, Joe. Yeah, but you know what I, I thought of. Final yeah. thoughts for Mega 64? <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it was a fun, like you said, it was a fun card. You know, the ESPN plus cards, the pacing is generally pretty good. I think, what, that was over by 9 o'clock, right? Uh, 8.30 even. Uh, I mean, we got a lot of fights. The pacing sucked. Pacing well, no, I mean, look, sucked. think how much worse it would be if it was on regular ESPN or... I guess. You it's, know, I mean, we again... Do something like this. this is just... A fight's over. Just go. Unless we're doing pay-per-view stuff, I like just stop it. I, it's driving me crazy, but I, I, I could mean, be look, I could be in the minority. Look, it is what it is. I mean, I actually really liked the um, the 10 a.m. fight card that started at 10 a.m. I mean, no. you know, you could, nope. you could, yeah. Well, see, you have you got family stuff to do. Like I'm, yeah, I'm beyond that. To, like I got shit to do. Like, see, to me, it's it just the opposite. Like I could spend because. I could go to dinner with friends, you know, like I, I, I got things that I could do that I normally can't do if I'm sitting home watching UFC. So I really enjoyed that Saturday morning card, you know, that was over by, you know, like mid afternoon, early evening. You know, I really like that. So look, it was a good card. Next card next week is a good card. I mean, I don't know how good the main event is going to be. I mean, people tend to walk out of Adesanya fights, at, you know, I mean, he's that boring. But at least there's some there's you know like look there's a story behind this matchup at least. Yeah, we'll 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 briefly touch on that at the end. Uh, Mike, last thoughts on Vegas sixty four? I mean, I I thought the pacing was all right. It was a lot of a lot of stoppages, so it's tough to keep it moving. Yeah. When there's that many uh, stoppages, but um, yeah, I thought it. I mean, it was definitely a bentful card for some that wasn't supposed to be that lackluster. We got some some gambling conspiracies. We had uh, Pollyanna Viana. We had, you know, a lot of Chase Sherman's fight gets canceled, and apparently all of Twitter's heartbroken over it, which is something I never expected in 2022. Um, it was going to so, be fun. Yeah, it was going to be fun. I was really I wanted to see. I wanted it. to see Parisian take him down and just lay on him. You know, <laughs> I have to ask you, Mike. What is your uh, of the two oct- octagon girls that were present, Chrissy Blair and Vanessa Hansen? Who, who do you prefer? Ah. Uh, I'll go with Chrissy Blair. Sean, Chrissy Blair. See, I'm I'm on a Vanessa Island here. You know, I am totally on a Vanessa Island. Um, but I mean, it's I, a good I, island I, to be stuck on. Yeah, it's not a bad island. I mean, you know, we got to cover all topics here in the shadow realm. You know, exactly. and Octagon Girls is that's a very important topic. Um, so, okay, good. So, you two Chrissy Blairs, one Vanessa Hanson. More for you. Now we'll yeah, go to. To a guy, we'll talk a guy who's visited the Shadow Realm too many times in his career, and we'll see if Saturday will be the last time he visits. Frankie Edgar is retiring. Um, 
taking on Chris Gutierrez on a seven-fight unbeaten streak. Uh, um, I'll be in attendance, and, I, and I'm, hope, I'm hoping I can convince you guys to meet me there or get whatever hookup, or hopefully I see you guys there, and we could all see the the final fight of Frankie Edgar, in which I, I kind of do think he's going to get knocked out again. Um, without going into the full predictions of the fight, just thoughts. And, I mean, Frankie Edgar, obviously, trailblazer, trailblazer badass, all, all the great stuff. Got to give him his props and just, I mean, a crazy career that I'm glad he's hanging it up, but I, I'm a little worried about Saturday. A little. I'm worried I'm going to see something uncomfortable, Joe. Well, you know, fr- fr- his gym is about 20 minutes from my house. And, you know, before I was even, you know, into Wait, anime, like... Can you drive there and see if his knee is fucking functioning? Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's his UFC gym. I don't know that he actually trains there. Um, but his UFC gym, the Frankie Edgar UFC gym, is 20 minutes from my house. Um, yeah, when I before I actually got into MMA the way I'm into it now... Um, you know, Frankie Edgar being from New Jersey, there was a big sign on Route 46 um, in New Jersey that said, you know, like, you know, home of the champ, you know, Frankie, Frankie Edgar. Um, you know, so, yeah, obviously being from New Jersey myself, living in New Jersey now, you know, definitely kind of relate to his career. He's one of the original, you know, OGs. You know, I don't know if a guy like Frankie Edgar, you know, with his skill sets could be successful you know, in this current, with this current crop of, of UFC fighters. Um, but yeah, I think he's had a storied career. Um, you know, I would have liked to have seen him like, you know, maybe get a legends fight kind of going, but, um, you know, look, let's hope he goes out. He doesn't go out too hard and, you know, it's a good, it's a good showcase for him. Mike, you got any special Frankie Edgar memories? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I mean, definitely, like you said already, he's a pioneer of the sport. But, I mean, he didn't look terrible his last time out. So, he still got some of that magic. And that last fight against Cheeto, he, he won round one. So, he wasn't total dust that night. Um, that that did look like a life cha- Yeah, I was going to say, it looked like a life-changing beating. Um, and I know his knees are, are an issue. But, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping he can at least get through 15 minutes, con- stay conscious, have a final farewell at MSG, not from, you know, being interviewed on a stool by Joe Rogan or somebody. So I'm just hoping he makes yeah. it out, out out alive, basically. Favorite favorite Frankie Edgar fight. I hate to put you on at the spot. Anybody got a favorite favorite Frankie Edgar fight as we get ready to say goodbye? I'm actually looking now on Tapology. Um, wow, the I last mean, fight the last fight he won was against Pedro Munoz. Split decision. Yeah, well, that was the last fight he was. I, I'm, I was thinking. Um, I, was gonna, I was thinking maybe the, against Yair. Yeah, oh, those, those, those were. Oh, well, yeah, he's yeah, 2017. The big prospect and beat him down. No, I was the first thing. What I think of Frankie Edgar for me is the Gray Maynard um, fights. Those you want to get somebody in MMA? Go, go watch Frankie Edgar Gray Maynard. Any of them because they were wild. Wow, do you know do you know how much he made? Well, they have they have it on Tapology, two million one hundred and ninety one thousand, which sounds like a lot of money, but doesn't. Um, you know, you're forty one years old. Earnings. There's a lot of disclose, yeah. like the, you know, you go to some of those things and disclose is low. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's got he had quite right, a career. So, I mean, since Joe is here, we have to continue to talk about women's MMA. Kayla Harrison. Uh, she's going to get another million dollars soon. I know she hasn't won it yet in PFL, um, but she's going to. Let's just all make peace with that. But she did say that this is going to be the last time she competes in the season format of PFL. I feel like she's proved everything she needs she needed to prove. Um, it's going to focus on single fights, which makes me think money fight. I know Bellator just, you know, they're doing the cross promotion with, with Ryzen. We just talked about last episode. Maybe Bellator and and PFL will cross promote and they can do, you know, Cyborg and Kayla. But otherwise, Kayla, just make, just take your money. I guess it's yeah, hard in the lot, body. Dude. Maybe like, take a year, you need a break, take a year off. Well, but, you know, she can't make 35, right? I don't even know if she could make 45. Um, you know, so what does that mean? They're going to be novelty fights. Like, honestly, look, um, I'm not going to minimize the effort that it takes to fight four times a year, but I think anyone would sign well, here up. I go anyway. Yeah, anyone <laughs> would sign up for four fights a year knowing that they're going to make, that there's a million-dollar payday at the end of that, and they do get money for each fight that they win along the way as well. So, like, you know, like, okay, she's made – $3 million, you know, fighting in PFL with barely breaking a sweat. Like, I, I think anyone would kind of sign up for that. So, you know, again, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know if she could make 45 um, and she gets maybe get some real competitors at 45. Like, you know, like see Manda Nunez go up to 145 and, you know, fight Kayla Harrison coming down to 145. That would be something that would be interesting to watch. But she hasn't really broken a sweat in any of her fights. So, you know, that's got, got to be. And again, I'm not diminishing the training and, and everything that goes on behind the scenes, but that's got to be some of the easiest $3 million that, you know, a fighter has made in this sport. Yeah. yeah like you said, Frankie's, what'd you say? 2.3 million? 2.1. Yeah. 2.1. So she's made, you know, 50% more in three years yep. and he has disposed in his whole career. That's, that's insane. Yep. Um, but yeah, I guess she just doesn't want to make that cut. I'm I'm more excited as a fan to see her try and fight somebody like Cyborg, hopefully, or, or Nunez. Or, Cyborg, you know, like like is is Cyborg Cyborg? Like I don't. How old is she now? I mean, you know, she's getting up there in age. I mean, I remember yeah, when she yeah. fought Gina Carano. Gina Gina Carano. I mean, I mean like she's not Larissa Pacheco though, so it's got to be a better fight. Yeah, true. It's got to be better. Now you're talking women's fighting. You, you, you're you're kind of missing the lead here. I mean, my girl, and I've been scouting her, Erin Blanchfield, who I think actually beat Tracy Cortez and in Invicta, um, is going to destroy, destroy Meatball Molly um, at at MSG. She'll make mistake and left her into Aaron, into Jersey Girls territory. Well, I'm telling you, well, we're talking women's know. MMA here. We should be talking someone who's actually, you know, going to be fighting for a title in the next couple of years. Um, and that's Erin Blanchfield, man. She is an absolute beast um, in in women's MMA. And I followed her in Invicta, and she was 19 years old, I think, when she fought Tracy Cortez, and it was a split decision loss. Um, I, you know, this is not a good. This is not going to be a good fight for Molly. And I only hope that the UK money kind of props the lineup a bit, um, because I love Erin. I, I like Erin Blanchfield by finish in this fight. Props to, to Molly to for 
taking the fight or team for getting the fight. Listen, she kind of is where, where where she is. She's got a little bit of steam behind her. She pulls something off here. Like this is this is this is a smart move by Meatball Molly to take your shot. I get it. It's still fighting. I, I like Blanchfield too. Like, but it's I saw the move by by Molly and I went. My initial reaction when I saw it was, do you know what you're doing? This is this is you're gonna get smashed. I think I tweeted something like that. And the more I sat on it and then we get towards the fight, I'm like, you know what? You're on this little run. It's probably pretty improbable, I think. Um for for what she is. She's got like take your shot here. I went over you pull something off of a Blanchfield, you like things are gonna get real serious for me, Ball Molly. Then I would argue that she could headline a card that's got Patty under her in the UK. Like she could headline a UK fight night card if she beats Aaron Blanchfield, if she stops Blanchfield. Yeah. And it's got those highlight reel finishes. You're telling me then at that at that point, McCann, whoever is, you know, isn't is that much worse than than Rod, than Rodriguez Lemos, which we just watched a little bit, but it's not we've seen Shittier shit. The last. I would. I would be shocked. Honestly, I would be shocked if McCann could could beat Blanchfield. I would be very, very surprised. Oh, me too. I'm saying, but in terms of career, taking you know, oh yeah, taking your shot. Go. Oh, but by I'm the way, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think McCann would even has a shot. Would have a shot against Miranda Maverick, and Blanchfield just cut through Maverick like a warp knife through butter. Um. So, like, again, I think this is going to be. This is going to be a big. Big win here. And by the way, just talking DraftKings for a minute. When was the last time you've seen a full slate of contests and no no salaries? This is really weird. Like it's not just that they don't just have the $25. They have all the contests up <coughs> and no salaries. How, how that is really, really weird to me. I don't think I, I can't recall ever seeing that before. No, yeah, I can't either. I can't either, but I'm happy they didn't release it because 15 fights one of these is falling out or someone's getting a late replacement and i'm just happy they're waiting i don't i don't need a free square on this card make this <laughs> as tough as possible it's true all right we had we had cut day there was a big cut day in the ufc 11 fighters got released i'm going to read off the names and i'll let you guys react to them. anybody surprises doesn't surprise you whatever it may be but these these fighters are all no longer with the ufc Askar Askarov, Misha Serkinov, Louis Kashe, Christoph Jacko, Nick Maximov, Magomed Mustafaev, Charlie Ontiveros, Jesse Ronson, Cameron Van Camp, Darian Weeks, Jason Witt. By the way, that I'm getting that list. I pulled the, what I pulled is from MMA Fighting, so I guess you have to credit it. I'll, I'll credit it there. But the ones in that list with uh, you know UFC records, I want to point out anyway. Askar Askarov, three he, he one. Be, he has to be released. Yeah, I say we'll get to him in a second. Serkinov, six and seven. Jacko, 11 and six. Mustafayev, three and two. The other one's about what you would expect, except Jesse Ronson, 0 and five in the UFC. Oh, by, by the way, Brett, yeah, said, Brett said that Maximov has not been released. Brett Apley. That was, yeah, and, and Maximov tweeted something like, um, don't believe everything you read. So. Yeah. Interesting. I'm just going off, and that's why that's a part of the reason why I read it. This is what MMA Fighting reported. Um, so Askar Askarov asked to be released. Um, so that story, and then Christoph Jaco is the one that his fights usually are death for DFS. So you know, I'm I, I'm kind of glad to be rid of him. He, to me, he's a guy that just 
he screams PFL to me. Go to the go to the PFL. See see what happens. I think he's a perfect. Or he'll be a star in KSW. PFL. He's a Polish fighter. I mean, I could see him dominating in KSW. I hear they put on some really good shows. What's the what's the pay like over there? I hear it's pretty decent. I mean, I was talking to Adam Newsom about it, and he said they really put a lot of money into their events. I mean, you know, that's where Ariane Lipsky kind of came from. Was was KSW? Yep. So he and. You know, like it's kind of on my short list. I'd like to see a KSW event at some point. Um, but you know, Newsom said again, I, I don't know definitively what the pays pay scales are. Um, but look, UFC doesn't pay shit. <laughs> I mean, fighters made more money in Pride than they do currently in the UFC. I mean, you know, it's it's unfortunate that you know, only a handful of fighters really can support themselves on what they make. It's true. Uh, anybody else know this? Jump out to you, Mike. Uh. Sirkinov, not for his recent activity, but a few years ago, he was kind of towards the top of that division. It's real rough fall for Grace for him. Yeah, ever since uh, Ozdemir just like yeah. knocked him out with a phantom punch. Yeah. Now, now, now I feel bad for the guy because I know he's got some had some personal issues um, with his with his wife, and you know that seemed to maybe you know to, you know throw his career off track. But you're right. I mean, here's a guy who was you know. They were talking about him as being the next champ. I mean, his fight against uh, Krylov. Um, I was actually on Krylov in that fight. Um, and, you know, he's going to be the next light heavyweight champ. And he just, you're right, he just fell hard. And he looked timid. Like, he did not want to take a punch in his last can. fight. He knows he can. The, the, the problem of being, you know, there's a, there's a song, if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. Well, he is smart. And that is a problem because he knows he's no longer tough. Like, he's just... Like I can't get hit, can't get hit, can't get hit. Oh, I'm unconscious. It, it's it's rough. It's a rough game. Rough, rough game. Um, we'll talk about Alex Pereira in a second. Did you guys see that his sister signed with LFA? So soon we can have a brother sister oh, combination wow. on a card. Alini Pereira. She looks like she has some hands. The, well, the clip they posted. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think she's a joke. Like, I think she can throw. She she can throw Joe. I'm, again, I'm giving you another women's MMA top top. I you know I missed that I missed that memo. I did so, not hear uh, that. I need to go and look up some of her fights, and it's it's something. Um, she wasn't bad looking either, Joe. You're gonna have to go check that out. Ouch. <laughs> okay. You know, and the last women's MMA thing I had is um, did you see what the video of Weili Zhang picking up Francis Ngannou? Love it. Holy shit. Good luck, Carla. Good luck. It's going to be an interesting fight. Going to be something. Going to be something. Uh, guy I love to hate on, and I'm going to continue to hate on because he deserves it. Uh, Kelvin, Ga Kelvin Gastelum is considering a move to Walter Waite. I've read that story as Kelvin Gastelum has decided, hey, I'm going to try and take MMA seriously because the dude – what? It should not be an 85. What the fuck are we doing? I, I know you love tacos, brother, but stop. I mean, I'm sure all these guys go ask TJ Dillashaw when you're trying to make flyweight if you wanted a taco. No. Like, there, there's there's something to that. And I know you almost beat Izzy and, and all that stuff, but he's a 170 -er. He's He's – that's just what he is. He, he's, he's Johnny Hendricks who gave up and said, fuck it. Like, he's just Johnny Hendricks part two, like, to me. Like, you 
I, I, I don't know. I, I have I have issues with Gaslam, and to me, it's okay. I'm gonna try and take it seriously, and I think it's too little, too late because now you got young wolves down there. You're gonna go mess with with Kamaru. You're gonna go. You're gonna go mess with what Kamaru, Colby, Hamzat, Gilbert. Kelvin's a two to one dog in a lot of those fights. A lot of those fights, he just deserved a two to one dog. Five six years ago, Kelvin could make a run in this division. I think he's screwed now. You guys think you guys agree disagree that Kelvin's gonna have any success at, at welterweight? I don't know, man. Like again, I, I, how old is he now? I mean, I I don't know what his age is. Um, uh, let's, go to, let's go to the interwebs. And he's a guy that Neil Magny beat. Yeah, I was going to say. Beats everybody, apparently. Yeah. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum is 31. Okay, so he's not that old. Um, he'd be young for a heavyweight. Uh, yeah, he's I mean, it's curious. He's five I, in his last six. I know. I mean, that's, that's not a good luck. I mean, you know, he's going to need he's gonna need to put together a pretty – pretty substantial win streak in order to kind of get into contention again. Um, and again, I don't know. Do? I don't know that he would just not be better off. Like there's a guy that could probably win at, in PFL. Like, I don't yes. know why he wouldn't pursue that, ask for his release and go to PFL. You know, looking here in hindsight, Kelvin Gaslam's career history is soft. He's got a good win over Jake Ellenberger. And you got Nate Mark, 2015 Nate Marquardt, lost to Magni, Johnny Hendricks, Tim Kennedy in 2016, you know, 2017 Vitor Belfort, he lost to Weidman, and 2017 Michael Bisping with one eye recently concussed, split decision win over 2018 Jacare, and then his current form. He lost to Israel, lost to Till, lost to Hermanson. Beat Heinish, lost to Whitaker, lost to Cannonier. Yeah, losing to Till. I mean, honestly, I think Till is going to get lit up this week. Yeah, I mean, next, it's next week, game. right? Wait, is Till on this card? I can't even remember. No, no. no it's, Darren, the week, it's, the week, it's the week after, right? He's fighting uh, Duplessis. Didn't? Yeah, I know it's coming up. I don't know when. Yeah, I see a picture of his eye looking yeah, messed up. Yeah, not this week. Yeah. I think it's the week after. He's hurt. I don't know if the fight got canceled though. Really? Yeah, his yeah, eyes are always hurt. He's always hurt. No, it's still upcoming about 12-10, December 10th. Oh, so okay, that's right. Okay, it's Vegas. Yeah. So I mean talk about dial, you know, striking on the iron hot Cal Kelvin, um good job, I guess. Yeah, Kelvin, I mean, his the best part, the best he's most famous for at this point in the last, you know four years is the loss to Izzy. Yeah. But he's been riding that for a while to face some top of the division guys. I don't know how he kept getting those fights, but I don't know. Moving to 170, he's in that Magni territory. He can't stand with those top the top five. But that fifteen through seven, eight range, yeah, he could he could live there for a while. TJ Dillashaw, by the way. T I'm back to TJ. He still believes Aljamain Sterling is the most beatable champion in the UFC. I'm going to hold off lighting up TJ to I don't care about your fucking opinion. You do stupid shit like you did, you selfish cocksucker. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to go there. 
But if he re- if he really thought that, he should have let someone take his place. And yeah, you know, uh, like, yeah, that was a whole other tirade. Um, but that being said, I pose the question to you guys: Who is the most beatable beatable champion in the UFC? And now I'm springing this. So here here you go: right. Davis and Figueroa at one twenty five. Aljamain Sterling at 35, Volkanovski at 45, Makashev at 55, Edwards at 70, Adesanya at 85, Prohaska at 205, Francis Ngannou at heavyweight. Who is the most beatable current UFC champion, Joe? I, I would say Edwards just because of the lack of depth at at 205. Um yeah, I would say I would say Edwards. I I think I think Colby stylistic problems for him. Yeah, I mean I think. Yeah, I would say Edwards. Mike, I'm going off the board with Carla Esparza. Oh, shit. but uh, oh, oh I, didn't, I didn't even read those. I'm sorry. I made a Nunez at you know 35. Yeah. Shevchenko 25. Esparza at women's at women's straw weight. Esparza for women, and I, I it's either Edwards Cheery because he was. Minutes away from losing that fight, uh, yeah. I think I think both of those guys probably lose I, their next title opportunity. I, I actually, although Jerry's rematching Glover, so yeah, I, I almost yeah. want to say two hundred five because you got Ankalaev right there, who's good. The problem is the pro- the reason I go for it, you know if I just look in terms of fighters, skill set of fighters, I I kind of think that it is. Um, Yuri Prohaska because he gets in these wars and battles. He's always bloody. These close, close fights. I, I think the answer is Yuri, but in terms of the division they have to compete with, who's most likely to get beat? Then it's Leon because holy shit, you got Kamaru, Colby, Hamza, Balal's charging, Gilbert Burns, like Shavkat Rock. Shavkat Rachmanov, by the way, is coming. That's. No one's gonna want to fight that motherfucker, and that's. I, I hope he gets a fight. I think he's gonna. Have a Al- Almeida, Almeida at at two hundred five would be a killer. Yep. Um, who do you think then is the most unbeatable UFC champions? UFC champion. Who is the most bulletproof? And thank, thankfully, oh, uh, Makachev, no doubt. I don't, I, don't than, see, I don't see anyone beating Makachev. You know. More That's than Shevchenko. Who? Shevchenko. Oh, well, Val, I, you know. Uh, There's a debate. Yeah, I, I think. I, look, Val did not look good in her last fight. I mean, what about what about Volkanovski at 45? I don't know. I I I like Volkanovski a lot. I mean. So your camera's going wild, brother. You got to tilt Sorry. down a little bit. You look Sorry. like the. I'm, He's coming, I'm fading in and out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going into the background. Go. Yeah, I know. I, I purposely, you know, have a dark motif going. I would normally do this at my desk with the, you know, with the light that, you know, Brett made me buy. Um, but I'm, I'm purposely in the dark now. Um, yeah, that would be very interesting. You know, Val is good. She didn't look great in her last fight. Um, Volkanovski, who's going to beat him at 45? No one. Well, you can say, I mean, Makashev is up there. Like, there's a lot of guys, but it's, it's the thing with champions. They always look unbeatable 
until they get beaten. Although who's exactly- going to be who's going to beat Islam? Honestly, the way that he cut through Oliveira. Chandler could catch him. I think Chandler can catch anybody. I don't. I wouldn't favor him, but oh, someone so like you, Chandler you think, is the you only think shot. Chandler's going to beat Poirier. Oh, I don't. I don't, don't even know if he gets that far. I'm just saying somebody like Chandler, I think, could catch Islam. But Volk well, he's, is, fi- he's fighting Dustin though, so like that fight's coming up. Yeah. 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 I don't know. And Shevchenko's got got Manuel Ferriero coming up. That's interesting to me. I, I'd probably say the most unbeatable. I don't know. Do I believe in, in Arnold Allen at, at 45? The rest of the division is pretty. I mean, Nganu up there, by the way, who who at the top of that division has he not smoked? Well, Nganu, you know, only because he might, you know, he, he seems to have a hard time staying healthy. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm going to say my final answer is Makashev, but it's tight. It's tight. Really, really, really interesting. All right, let's talk about next week. we only got a few minutes left. Let's talk about UFC 281. I'm all excited. I go to International Fight Week 276. I know I said the time at 281, but I'm ready. I'm going. Israel Adesanya. We got Cannoneer coming at him. It's going to be fun. Going to put him on skates like Elsa. New aggressive Izzy. People are leaving and booing. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching. And I said this on another podcast. I'm drunk. I'm booing. I'm yelling. I'm not happy. Now there's a fan. And people leaving, was, it was a wild, it was a wild experience. That By the point, way, did you I see went, knockout therapy in Vegas? You didn't, did you get a chance? To I didn't actually see her, no. Oh, um, we go to Madison Square Garden, am, am I going to leave? Like, what do you guys, do you guys, do you think Panetta is, we're going to, you know, we saw his kickboxing fights with Izzy. They threw. And I, I think, uh Daniel Levy said it to, today on Twitter that if they fight in four-ounce gloves like they did in their kickboxing matches, someone's going to go to sleep. And he's right. And God, I hope I see that. Do you, do you think that's what we're in for? Or do you think we get another shit Izzy main event? I think Izzy, I think Izzy should just wrestle fuck him, honestly. You know, why, why, oh, can, why, you imagine, can you imagine? That's what I would do. Why even risk it? You know, wrestle fuck him. Do you think that's what he's going to do? I, I think if he's smart, he would do that. Is that what he said? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> do you do you think he's going to wrestle fuck him? You think he could? I think he could. I think he could too. Well, look. I mean, uh, look. Look at what Engano did against Gagne. I mean, that's you true. know, like having some MMA rest, having some MMA wrestling against the non wrestler, like goes a long way. So. Oh, can you? Can you? That's uh, crazy. Um, so where are right. your seats, Sean? Where are your seats? Lower bowl somewhere. Okay. Oh, did you buy um, the package? Did you buy the VIP package? No. Oh, okay. That I didn't do. So I, what I, I want to do is I want to I want to do the VIP package for the annex in Vegas. I hear yeah, that's a bomb. If we if we um, yeah, talk to me about it for like next summer sometime. Yeah, I'll be down. Um, all right, moving on. I mean, we won't break down the whole fight. We talked about Frankie Edgar. I mean, everybody, the people's main event is Poirier Chandler, right? Like, this, this should be 
Should be. I wish it was five rounds. God, I wish it was five rounds. Yeah, I. Uh, that's the fight I'm looking most forward to, outside of Frankie. But um, my girl Erin. And yeah, of of, but, uh, of course yeah. it is. I, I just have a bad feeling that Chandler catches him, and I'm a, I'm a big Dustin guy, but I, uh, I just have a, I have a suspicion. Don't even say that. You see how, uh, how Chandler how looks? That? You see those photos of Chandler? He looks pretty ripped. How quickly does um, Carla lose her belt? Hmm. Inside of two rounds? Yep. I think Brett is betting, betting Carla. I don't know. Um, unless he was just, oh, I gotta, I gotta, unless it was well, just typical Brett Apley sarcasm. I can't ever. It's it, not ever, but it's getting harder to tell when he's trolling and not, which uh, is, I guess, a sign of a good troll. Yeah. He walks a fine line. Uh, Dan Hooker back at 55 where he belongs. Thank God. Please, very winnable, don't. very winnable fight for Dan Hooker. I know, but don't go to forty-five ever again. Don't, How much damage don't. though is he? He's taking so much damage. That that that's the question. The fight. Speaking of damage, you know, down in the prelims is Dominic Reyes. Saw like, that, and he's got another tough fight. He's How lost. The mighty his, have fallen. John Jones, Jan Blachowicz, Yuri Prohaska. Mm. Now Ryan Spann. It's we're gonna find out where both these guys really are. Um, How the mighty have fallen. Do you like the matchmaking matchmaking there, guys, or do you think you should have got somebody else other than Span? All right, look, I think you got to you got to show that you belong, man. Yeah, I think it's a good fight for him because you know he's three of the top five guys, so they had to give him someone to keep him up in that rank. So it's a good kind of passing of the guard fight if if Span wins it. Do we know what the um, changing gears again? Do we know what the the record is for the oldest combined age of a women's MMA fight. Have we ever, have we ever like, anybody got any ideas of some couple old ones going at it? Home, home, and, home and uh, Durandamy, maybe? I don't know. I got to look up because um, both Karolina Kovalkiewicz and Silvana Juarez Gomez are 37 years old and they're getting in the cage on, on, on Saturday in the UFC. Well, how, how old? How old? KK still looks pretty hot. Um, how old was uh, was Durand and me when she fought home? That's the uh, card that's where that was the main event where she got hit twice after the bell. Um, and I remember they, they asked Dana White. That was like the initial card they did at Barclays, and they asked Dana White what what was his favorite part of that card. He said the flight home. <laughs> Thanks. I didn't I didn't pay money for that or anything, Dana. Okay, let's see. Uh, Holly home. Let's see. Holly. I think right now that no. Not as old. Age of fight. Duran and me was 32. Home was 35. Okay. I think I think we have history on Saturday, guys. Huh. I didn't realize KK was that. I saw KK when she made her debut in Orlando. She made it. Talk Orlando. about that suit. That was a super card. Like, and it, 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 you know, no one, I don't think anyone would have thought what a super card that was. You know, Nganu was on that card. I mean. I remember. I've I mean, seen what that. A super you posted that many times, it, but it, it was a good one. And by it the way, bad. that 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 I got to go there courtesy of the UFC because I won a contest on DraftKings, and it was it was called hanging out with Frank, and it was um it was like a three dollar contest, and the winner got to go to this card in Orlando and hang out with Frank Mir, um and that was just awesome. I mean, it was. It was absolutely awesome. He was such a nice guy. Invited me and my buddy to go to like a cigar bar with him and his wife afterwards, and 
you know, we sat next to him, you know, at, during the fights. It was just awesome. I mean, just, what a great Thanks, card yeah. that was. Um, it's always good to hear that fighters are, are good people outside of uh, the interviews. I mean, every, everything, I, everything I know about the UFC seems that the fighters are very, you know, Most approachable. I, I, I've, I've said a public a, a few times. I think the last time I was in Vegas, Chase Sherman was nice. Julie Marquez was giving Jeff Molina shit that nobody knew who he was, but it was it was it was pretty funny. Like those guys were good dudes. The oh, offhand, the only dickhead like um, Joseph Benavidez was. Do you remember in Long Island, Joe um, Benavidez and um, Dennis Bermudez were pulling the name switch on girls like around? It was fucking. Oh, random. I don't remember. Oh, the, the, that, that was yeah. at um, that was at uh, at Barclays, right? No, that was at. Um, Nassau veterans, I think. I, I didn't go to that. Part. I didn't go you to that. that one. No, was it Barclays? I can't remember. Uh, that's where you and I went. You and I were at Barclays. Oh no, no, that one was. I'm thinking. I'm thinking of a different card. Thinking yeah. of a different card. But yeah. yeah, they were pulling the name switch on girls. That was pretty yeah. funny. Um, so I think Sean, what you got to do is, and and again, this is. I don't expect that we're going to do this today, but you got to have like a lightning round. You know, fuck Mary kill. Um, you know, a lightning round. Uh, you know, and, and it, it would have to be like UFC fighters or ring or octagon girls, um, you know, and just do an FMK lightning round, you know, like boom, 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 boom. I think you kind of close each show with that because that is the shadow <laughs> realm. You know what? You know what? For for you, Joe, I'm going to pull one out of the bag real, real quick. Wow. Real, okay. We got some fighters we're gonna, on this we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, No, no, I'm going to go UFC ranking so everybody, people know. This is just Joe's style. This is totally not PCs we're going to do. Um, Mike, pick a number one through 15. Seven. Right, I'm going to find the seventh ranked fighter in the strawweight, flyweight, and bantamweight women's divisions. I'm going to do fuck, Mary kill. Mm -hmm. You ready? Yep. Well, Amanda Lemos. Kill. Vivian, <laughs> you're such a dick. Vivian Arujo. Ooh, Penny Kianzad. Okay, I'm gonna go with with Penny Kianzad. I'm gonna go with fuck. Arujo, I'll go with fuck. No, no, you don't get to pick. It's not how this works. You gotta do one of each. This is not how this works. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't see. You haven't given given me one married contender yet. Well, that's it. You got seven. You get the, 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 that's what makes the game hard, Joe. I know. I would say probably Panny would be the, the 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 Mary. Yeah, I agree because I don't think Arujo speaks great English. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can do that. And, and that's real important. Uh, I don't. I don't I'll probably feel. I'm telling you, terrible. this is good. You should close every show this way. You know, a quick right. FMK. I'll give I'll, I'll give you a hard one. Ready? We're going to go 10, 11, 12 in the in the flyweight division. Okay. And Mike, you have to answer first because you were quiet that round. Yeah, it's perfect. I'm married too, so I don't hear the shit. Casey O'Neill, Macy Barber, Aaron Blanchfield. I'll marry Aaron. Who are the other two? It was Casey and Ma Macy. Macy Barber and Casey O'Neill. Oh, that's real easy. You, oh. you made it too easy. You think? I think because I would. Macy, I mean, Macy Barber just just aggravates me. So that would be the. Case. I was gonna say yeah, kill Macy. Casey, Casey seems a little crazy, but Casey's hot like though. Yeah, yeah, she's crazy. I like it. Casey, so. Casey and Twitter is good people. She's cool. And I heard that the and I met her at the um at a UFC X. She was she was really nice. She was she was like 
everyone was online for like the really popular fighters, and I'm over there meeting Casey O'Neill because you know, nice. Or, 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 or that was John did that. John 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 Jury, um, the guy, and I got over there. So he told me about that. That that it wasn't me. I should rephrase that. He said that people were you know. Everyone was lining up. Oh, the people like a good dude if you met him. I got over there late one day and I met Casey was at um Casey was there the second day. I got there for like an hour because I was too busy gambling because I'm not a good person. I have to say, all okay. of all the Twitter guys that I've met in person, I don't think I've actually legitimately run into one asshole at all yet. Have you? One? One. Okay, I won't ask you after we go off. Yeah, well, I want to know who, but like, I have not run into really anyone who's been just an out and out dick. Like, everybody's been kind of cool. Um, yeah, maybe not out and out dick, just not my not my cup of tea. Okay, fair enough. With that, thank you, nice gentlemen, for yes, anytime for jumping, for, for jumping on. Do the usual like, comment, subscribe to this video, to this podcast, and then also all of these two. Mike, Mike on Twitter is at Consortium DFS. God, I wish you would make it the same. It confuses me every time. And, and Joe is at Sun Tzu. Mike stuff is guy does DFS stuff over a fantasy alarm. Check that out. Um, thank you guys both for hopping on. Any yeah, last stay on, Mike. I want, to, I want to find out who we're talking about here. <laughs> Joe, Joe's extracurriculars. That's so, it. For the I'll, official I'll episode, you. you can buy, buy, badger these guys on Twitter about, about the scuttlebutt afterwards. Uh, thanks for joining us. See you guys next time. Take care. Thanks. Peace.